anyway, so that was my experience. My experience is that I think the hierarchy is so distinct in the Mun world. Oh yeah. And I don't. You um, can comment on that. I don't know. I think um, mine was kind of a weird experience, to be honest, because. I think I was like kind of I was like no one knew who I was. I like got hired by like like Pacific and Kaiman in grade ten as like a staff member, and then in grade eleven like the whole like before grade eleven the whole Pacific one like secretary general thing happened. And honestly, I think like looking back, I was really lucky, and like everything like the conditions were set, and I just like was just like, why not right? And I was just like hey, and I think from there like. I was kind of breaking in as an, like, I felt like an outsider at times. And for context, I was putting more time in Pacific Mun than IB. And for some reason, like, I was still doing well. So that, that was, that's a lucky, that was a lucky thing. I did well. But anyways, that was a thing. And like, I think that was really like shocking to me at the time where I, 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 understood, the, I understood the full extent of what it means to kind of like, build yourself I think I think build like I think that but I think what how when I started it's going to be different from how it's now I think now it's much more open and they're much more open to like seeing like new people like rise up right but I think that like that's still to an, that is like limited in some regards because of the fact that uh like I think that like have hiring like day conference people like is like starting like a trend that wasn't like that was like unless they were really good that wasn't really like apparent like when I was like when I was like grade 11 or even grade 10 right that wasn't like too new like you had to like be really really good but I think things have been changing and I think ultimately because of that like I not only gained a lot but I was like I think like I felt at the time I was maturing a little bit too quickly, I think, because like people like have to like take steps and I think I skipped too many and then I tripped and then I realized how much it hurt. So then, but then luckily like my conference went well, right? Like we did like um, everything worked out smoothly and like it was well run, but like at least like people told me that, but like, I'm not sure if they were telling the truth or not, to be honest. But I think I was happy that like we all did, we all put in our best. Like that was it. Like we didn't embarrass ourselves. That was like my thing. I was like, let's not embarrass ourselves and we should be fine. And yeah. I think yeah. that was, re I think that on realization where like, I kind of, I have to be much more serious now because I kind of, I feel like me in grade 10 versus me grade 11 and 12 are three different people, like drastically different people, I think. Where grade 10, I was like much more carefree and all that. Grade 11, like I was very serious. I, when I was texting other people, I would just talk in pe like full sentences because I didn't want people like using <laughs> okay. how I talk to like basically ridicule me and say that mm -hmm. I was a joke. I think one of my things, because I like, heard like a story where like people who I thought were like pretty close friends and all that were saying how like I was like you like to someone else that like you shouldn't be worried about something because like, Kevin's a meme and all that shit right I think I heard a lot of that and honestly it kind of hurt like it really did hurt so but then when I look 
so, but then that was like great. I was like a great one. I was very serious and set on that. I wanted to like have like some, like I want, like I was still like trying to be cheerful to people that I knew, but then to like, to strain, like to people that I wasn't really close with, like compared to before, I was much more serious with them. I didn't really smile. And I think, but I think in contrast to that whole ordeal, I, I think that only happened because I was too impatient. I wouldn't say too impatient is because I wasn't like, I think that steps exist for a reason. And I think I wasn't mature enough to handle things. I think when you're able, when you go on to secretary team immediately in grade 12, you're already mature. And I think you have like the emotional maturity, but grade 11, you really don't. I don't think you do have that. Like, I don't think there are a lot of people who, if you're serving like a high secretary position, like SGDG or like COS when you're grade 11, I don't think anyone really has that like emotional maturity yet to actually, um, to, um, to, basic, uh, to basically be in a state where you're confident in yourself, but at the same time, um, at, uh, like you're confident in yourself, but at the same time, you, real- you realize like the mistakes that you made mm. and all that. Yeah. Well, in the words of my IB Chinese teacher, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I remember she. Okay, I remember this vividly, because she's a great lady, hilarious. She has the funniest like Taiwanese accent, and she, it's so cute. And but okay, she said that. I believe that you know it's human nature to jump. You know, you set your expectations higher, and people just jump. You know. Yeah. So I don't think anybody is ever truly prepared for the situation that they. Oh yeah for whatever situation but people just adapt and overcome and i think you were um like you adapt and overcame um for anyone who's like wanting like staffing or secretarial position honestly it's not as hard it like everything like in one isn't like oh this is unsolvable this is impossible everything is achievable through hard and meticulous work i think Mm -hmm. the reason why like some people like don't necessarily like in like hotel conferences at least some people don't like get the position and then they're just like telling others that like they're being nepotistic and all i think that there are like i think in most instances right now it's just based on effort it's like if you put in the effort if you know what you need to do and then you're just and you just ask like people what how should i prepare i think then maybe you will be you're going to be better. Well, you're going to be well off better than others. Mm-hmm. I think. Wait, why do you think there's a culture change? Or what, what do you think facilitated the culture change? I mean, the month scene has been pretty established. So um, it's interesting that things have shifted. I, I don't think it's like a big shift, I think, from the outside. But then experiencing both worlds, I think, there is there is like a difference, I think, where like, um, sure, um, you're... Uh, how do I put this? It's like people are much like I think that at least I, like it might just be pessimistic me just talking, but I just feel like right now people are much more accepting of like for example like not not necessarily different backgrounds, but then like they don't like I think it really does come down to how they like how conferences started evaluating day conferences. It's like. You know, like if I had to make an analogy, you know how when Bitcoin started, everyone viewed it as a joke. Mm-hmm. But then now people are starting taking it a little bit more seriously. 
though it isn't rising and it isn't valuable as Bitcoin, I I personally like I like I personally like have problems with day conferences, but I'm not gonna go into it. But then like people still like views like staffing positions or whatnot. They don't view it negatively. They just view it neutrally. Because before they just viewed it negatively, where it's just like, oh, this person is a meme. This person is not going to represent like the professional aspect of the conference. I think that's the general vibe that I got, right? And the feelings that people told me. But I think that's now changing where people are just like, okay, the person's staff there, though the conference isn't that good, they didn't do much. We're still not going to negatively judge them on that thing. I think that in that regard, it has been much, it has dialed down a little bit more where people just are a little bit more accepting, I think. But mm. I still, I, I don't like, I, yeah, I still, I gotta emphasize though, I still have my problems, but then I think that like with, with day conferences, but I think it's, it's a good step. Like it's, a, it's an interesting step forward. Mm. So uh, what, what tips do you have for people who are going into the month scene, maybe people who are already in the month scene hoping to take up uh, secretariat or staff positions? I honestly think, um, thing is like, if I were to say, I think that you have to, um, you really need, you need to work at it. You have to just let yourself be known. Like people have to know you to be like a really hard, like people have to have like, like I think like Kristen mentioned this about like how like you have to have like a really good perception in front of judges and all that, right? And how like you have to like change for like, if I got out, like for example, like, you know, the whole like male, like this, how like you had to like, it starts before the round and all that stuff. I think, I think I feel the similar way towards mine. I think that like how like, for because people, I would say that like, they want to get to know. I'm going to say that they want, people want to get to know you. They think if you are someone who's rising in, they want to see who, what the kind of person you are, I would say. Like, for example, if you're someone who's really snaky and all that, like, even if you may be good, like, you're not going to, like, people aren't going to view you as highly. People, like, like, I, like, it's still a social activity. You're not, you're not going to have that much, you're not going to have that much fun. But, and this is why I think like you have to take like you have to be, uh, be proactive. You have to apply. You can't just write like two sentence word, like two sentence answers for like the Richmond response. You have to fill them out. It has to show who you kind of who you are, in my opinion. And really be patient because here's the thing in grade so in grade nine I applied to like the hotel conference staff for fun, right? And just because like why not? I got rejected by all of them. Okay, all of them. And then I, I think my ratings weren't good. Grade 10, I got like, I got like by all of them, I was even rejected by a few like day conferences even, right? And I think like that accumulated to around like seven reject, like seven to like nine rejections in like a year, like in grade nine and 10. And people normally give up. But then they don't, but then once you find those like perfect like opportunities, you have to take them. I would say you have to take them. There are opportunities for a reason, even if you are stuck in like, if you are in like some position right now, but you get an offer some at a better conference where you think you're going to prosper, I would just take that opportunity. Because if you aren't that proactive, like even in life, no one's going to wait for you. No one waits for you 
except for your family i think your friends like well like once like once like they have their own careers and their own like homes i don't they're not going to wait for you if you're just sitting on your couch and then you're just like playing league of legends or something like that <laughs> they might wait for you if you're playing valorant oh that's but i'm bad at valorant and i'm bad and especially worse at league but i'm just using it as an example but I, but i think that like you have to really i don't like this is just my experience like i just remember like wanting things wanting a position really really badly and like do i think like when i read some like when i listen when i think of other people or like when not other people when i read other applications or something like that for some people a good portion of them i don't get that same impression and maybe if like even as it like in life like like this is literally just high, like a high school activity like think about it it's nothing big but at the same time since it's a high school activity with a bunch of other like try hard people might as well put the effort in because when you put the effort into anything like wait if you put an effort into relationship or something like that like i don't know if you're like ghosting if you're like ghosting like your partner like 24/7 and then you just, and all that you're not going to get like a fruitful relationship you might get us like a slap in the face or something like that or like you might get like you might get like broke like you might get like dumped or something but that's not productive right like that won't be good but this is kind of the same thing you know like you have to put you have to like be willing to like think like you have to be willing to say like think stop and like think about like what could i do better and that's always like it's always the case in mind like there's always something to do better and that's what i really liked about it mm-hmm. but then i but honestly like i probably would have like got to dpf with you but then i like realized cut but then like There's also a thing where you feel that like you're not responsible for, like you're not ready for anything as you said. But then once you're put into certain scenarios, I feel that like you have to be ready. And you have to like be like you have to be like prepared and all that, but at the same time that doesn't mean that like being ready correlates to you being immune from from like things that you haven't really um dealt before. Yeah. Like you can never be prepared for something you never experienced. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, sorry. How does this connect to that that sentence you said about you would have continued PF with me but 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 then like I was like real but then I kind of felt like because of that responsibility and all that I kind of felt that I had to make certain sacrifices. <laughs> I think I anger. Think... No, anger. I it's really interesting because anger in low doses is actually a positive emotion. Oh, yeah. You know that. I would agree. And like the momentum that you you feel when you feel angry and how productive you become when you're powered by anger sometimes it's it's pretty damn good the progress that you make yeah i agree no i had a parallel experience with a uh, sparkathon but it wasn't anything external so i i i experienced this in micro doses so i i can't uh, i mean I, and luckily i didn't have any situation where uh people talk crap about <laughs> sparkathon <laughs> mm. but uh or not that i heard of but it's just um especially no especially because i never was in um a central leadership position before and again you can never be ready for something that you never experienced i i think i forced myself to step up to the plate and um 
confront the expectations that I had for myself or, or the anxieties that I had for myself, which is, can I really do this? Can I do something of wide societal impact? Can I be a leader? Um, can I, can I develop the professional uh, and personal heart and soft skills necessary to carry out something like this? And when I first started, I, I wasn't prepared at all. I, I didn't know what I was doing, but I think I, because I took that leap of faith and I put in my all into it, it became so worth it in the end. And I think that's true for any endeavor, even if you completely fail. I think it's true for you too. Even if you completely failed Pac-Man, I think the learnings that we both got out of our past endeavors is infinitely more worth it than the possibility of failure. I agree, yeah. Yeah. So um, I think that's just the interesting thing about life. It's like, oh, oh my God. Dude, there's a huge ass fly sitting. Hold on. Don't move. Don't move. Oh, got it. Yeah, Yeah, boy. Okay. Oh my god, I feel so bad. I never like killing things. But flies are a different story. Flies and mosquitoes are my bane. And spiders, the bane of my... Okay, anyway. So, ew, that looks disgusting. Should I deal with it? No, I'm just gonna let it sit there. Anyway, so... And Jordan Peterson said this, like okay, Jordan Peterson said this, which is if you put in something approximating, like if you put in your all, um, it'll be worth it, you yeah. know, like yeah. nothing you ever do. Like people regret the things that they don't do instead of the things that they did. I think. Yep. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. So, um, with um debate as well I, we could get into advice now i guess this is a transition into advice with debate uh as i mentioned before when it first started i was absolute shit like i never had a natural talent for being a good orator and orator no order 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 yeah like i was never very logically uh systematically oriented mind but so debate wasn't very natural to me i was always more of of a creative person but i think that initially i sucked uh, objectively not i think but it is because i put in okay it changed i texted this uh, idol that i had which is um i I watched her uh competition videos online or one of them I, i i was just awe-inspired by how confident she was how bold she was how how like smart she sounded um and then i texted her on facebook i was like hey um like i watched your rounds on youtube i i'm many times uh i am really i really look up to you could you give me some advice and then we we texted for a while and she wow. told me something. I know her 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 name is a uh, her name is a uh, Marina Leventis, and she told me. Uh, I still have the text here. Hold on, let me let me pull it out. This is very important because this was life changing for me. Where was it? Hold on. Where is this shit? Okay, I can't find it. But anyway. She said to me, 
Um, if debate is something that you want, it'll come naturally with hard work um, and letting your ego get bruised once in a while. Because she had a similar story as me. She didn't, she wasn't good. I mean, she ended up uh, getting, I think, semifinals at TOK. No, no, not TOK, TOC, tournament and champion. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, no, TOK. But so she had a similar uh, underdog story as me. And uh, it's, yeah, it's all about putting in the work and, doing whatever you can to build up the experience even if it's not glamorous um even if it's not even if you think it's below you being willing to cut your teeth and uh potentially subject yourself to social ridicule or or embarrassment um and I, i think especially when you're a teenager that stuff is uh not important, but it's something that you consider and something that can be paralyzing, even if you are a very mature individual. It's something that we all think about. So especially with debate, I mean, I'm sure you can testify to this. I work like a dog. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I definitely spent, I skipped school. Okay. To work on debate. It was, it was my life. That's the difference between you and I, I, (laughs) I just, I, I like school was always first for me. Yeah, yeah, so no. Go to school. <laughs> go, to, go to school, kids. Yeah, don't don't do what I did, or or do what I did. Um, school doesn't matter. I'm not matter. recommending it, but if I'm, I'm not, it's not a lifestyle that I'm recommending. But it's something that you're doing already. That I'm saying, you know what? Just go through with your follow your guts. You know, for some reason, your gut will always tell you what is the right thing to do. Yeah. Even if um, the outcome isn't ideal, for some reason, it's, I don't think your gut will ever lead you the wrong way. Okay, fair. That, that's a, you know, that's a really strange thing. I don't know if this is true for your experience, but every single decision that I made that turned out to be really great, I, I, it happened because I followed my gut instinct, like with Sparkathon. <laughs> with um, the crypto with this podcast it's all this it's all just like one day i was just like you know what fuck it i'm gonna do it and then i did it Damn. You know? I, I don't know maybe no but i i think you followed your emotions too because you let your anger push you yeah um, i think yeah i think that's it's really true right now kind of kind of sad but still yeah i mean Thus is human life, you know, it's like, uh, it, it, yeah, I mean, this is just getting into philosophical, what is the meaning of life? But I think perhaps it's just like, we're not here to necessarily be happy, but we're here to live a meaningful life and be of service to other people and continuously build ourselves to become better at servicing other people. And I think that's where we find meaning. And that's where we find fleeting moments of happiness. Uh, facts. And facts. Yeah. Jeez. All right. So what, okay. What, what, what tips do you have for people going into money debate? Money debate? Um, don't, um, I'm not so, I'm not really like qualified for like debate and stuff like that, but for in general, I think you have to be smart with everything. 
like in my opinion because it's just like you have you have to be really self-aware i think for both you have to know where you have to improve and you think and you have to always constantly seek feedback and you just have to think like in any literally any activity i think this is also a thing in studying as well like i think why am i getting like a question wrong why am i winning more why aren't i getting that gavel or like why why didn't i get hired those questions you always have to i always ask myself these questions and usually the answer doesn't come towards them never it never does and if you're if the question and if it directs towards them you probably have a like at like if you're getting applying staff positions it's never them it's like i think that's just true but what's but, them who's them like for example it's just like oh it's like the secretariat team was nepotistic or oh, oh okay. they were just like they just hated me for no reason like no one wants to hate you no one like no one wants you to lose like there are legitimate reasons why people decide that the way they do you have to think for yourself and then you pick yourself back up because like i don't know like the win like usually the people who win are the ones who are who like who stay there for the longest who who are there who keep it up who who, despite no matter what happens, doesn't who happens doesn't quit, and I think that's really, I think that's really a testament, and I think that's really something that everyone should like think of because I think in the case of studying or like anything like that, no, like there's no person in the right mind. Actually, there are people who do enjoy like studying, like they're like studying itself, not the subject. Like they love like like that like the act act of yeah. it or even from anything like those are the people who are just like you can never you could it's really hard and there are so many things that you want to do instead but you just have to block like one instead of writing that app you can go out and play you can go out and hang out with your friends right you can do that instead or like and all that but then if you put in that if you put in that effort you're just like. You're gonna and you stick it out and you're self-aware. If you are self-aware, there's nothing stopping you. No one can beat you because then you'll have a plan. And no and no um, prodigy can beat you if they don't have a plan, but you do, you're going to win. Yeah. It's it all boils down to hard work at the end of the day. You yeah. know. Um like it just hard work always beats out talent and i think like it's true in my experience 100 percent of the cases mm-hmm. so yeah i think no there's a story in the bible i think <laughs> and um which is like something about a king who gave uh three talents oh i oh i like it's like one yeah. person had 10 talents one person had five and one person had one the 10 talent person brought it like i think made like 200 something like that and then gave it back to the king when he came when the king came back so i'm and the 50 talent person was just like doubled the money so like they, he increased it by a certain amount and the king was happy but the one talent person was like you only gave me one talent and like um i just buried it i just saved it because i know you're a selfish person like some some stories like that and it's just like and then the king was like a selfish person how could you do that? Yeah, or, and then, and then he's I'll like, know. I'll give your give your talent to those people, you know? Well, I think they all had equal amount of talents, you know? Gosh, I do not know this story, you know? No, like, no, I no. Went to, 
No, 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 no. I swear to God. Like, yeah, it's something that, okay, the details maybe aren't 150 in one, but something approximating that, like, it's different. I know it's different. I listened to the story the other day. Good, 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 but the good, moral good. of the story is that, and talents, by the talents, by the way, aren't talents as in skills, but it's, it's a translation in, of a word. Jewish currency. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah, currency. Um, more begets more and less begets less right yeah and that's a fucked up thing about it's a fucked up concept that can be applied to anything of a, a creative production including money yeah. which is unfortunate Pareto distribution but um the moral of the story also applies to i think growth which is if you just put yourself out there and you just ask yourself what can i do right what mm -hmm. can i do well what is that one thing i can do well figure that out figure out that one thing and you'll become better at being better at more things and that becomes accelerated right yeah. like debate was that thing for me right uh, before debate i was shit at everything <laughs> i didn't like i thought i was stupid and mostly because my mom surrounded me with a bunch of family friends that were going to university transition programs and they had iqs they had photographic memory legit i thought that was a norm i thought i thought i was stupid because i couldn't memorize a a piano piece in like three minutes like my my friend okay fuck mm -hmm. him he, he gave me like trauma <laughs> and um yeah, so I thought I was just bad at everything, but debate was the first thing that I was good at, right? And then from debate, it went into, okay, after debate, I became good at that. I was like, you know what? Hey, I'm good at something. That gave me a bit of confidence, and I became, I began to, began to wonder, hey, if I'm good at this one thing, what else can I do? So from there, it went into, you know, intellectual exploration, academic shit. You know, I realized, hey, psychology and philosophy, these are some complicated books, and I can read through them. I can understand them. I can communicate them to other people, right? And it's of value to other people. And that's a second thing. And then I went into like nonprofit work, right? And now I'm fucking yeah. crypto girl. So uh, <laughs> crypto, po crypto podcast. When is that happening, Kristen? My podcast. A crypto, oh shit. A, no, a, a crypto podcast. Podcast. Oh, cryptocurrency. You know, we what? just talk about crypto with other people. No, that's a marketing idea that I want to explore uh, for the oh. for the startup that I'm working with, actually. So, you know, if you're interested, you can you can join me on the podcast. I'll but hit you up when I'm good at crypto, when I can do or I or like I become anti crypto. You know, who knows? Like, yeah, we can have a debate. <laughs> why not? Yeah. You know, I just talk about. Yeah, crypto is hard to value. It's too hard. It's really hard because each cryptocurrency is just, it has its own like monetary policy and things like that. And it's just a whole different economy for every single cryptocurrency. So, and it's, the technology is different. Um, there's so different, so many different protocols you have, uh, oh. yeah. but anyway, so. I have my money in like Ethereum, Cardano and um, Doge. Ethereum, I think, is a pretty good choice. Ethereum is rapidly yeah. expanding, but I think Card Bitcoin I chose Cardano because it was a is a green coin, and like. Green then put your money in Terra. What are you? Doing? I'm not gonna fall for your Ponzi. 
What do you mean you're following? What do you mean? No. I'm just joking. I know it's not a Ponzi. I'm joking around. Oh my gosh. Even if it's a Ponzi, it's the, it, it might. Okay. Even if what I'm doing is a Ponzi, it'd be the startup that's a Ponzi. Okay. Not, not Terra. Terra is a legit cryptocurrency. But okay. um, what we're doing is, no, what, no, what I want to say is all of this happened in the span of two years, right? Starting grade 10. I realized there's value to my existence and there's things that I can do. And there is a, there is a purpose that I have defined for myself. And, uh, it all began with that one leap of faith, right? That one domino fall, that one question, what if I just try, you know, and I did, I put in a work for just one day and then I, and then two days and then a week. Right. And then I failed, right? Mm-hmm. Initially, I, I failed many times. I didn't. I, I didn't get anything. At, oh wait, no, I did get something at Stanford, but it was pretty insignificant. But, um, but like, it's just it's just a continual process of up and down. And then you'll realize it's like the growth of the economy, right? It goes up over time, but then if you zoom in, it's like there's a lot of volatility. So, sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's a good analogy, but. That was a very uh, good analogy. Like, that's what, to people out there, and I know there's so many people in our generation that, uh, you know, have so much potential. I mean, there's so much people everywhere, right? Have so much potential, but they just don't try. Yeah. And I think that's the one thing that sets um, the successful apart from those who are relatively less successful, I think. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot that can be done. And this is just me sort of ranting to people. If you have doubts about yourself, um, if you're wondering, uh, you know, like, what is my purpose? Or oh, having an existential um, crisis, like just try, just invest yourself in one thing and see what happens. And then when you're good at that one thing, try another thing and then see what happens. And then those one becomes two, becomes four, becomes eight. And if you keep this up and hey, in four years, I no, in two years, I got good at, uh, you know, quite a few things, you know. And if you keep this up for 10 years, what kind of person would you become in 10 years? Keep it up for 20, 40? Oh my God, you have no idea how different life would become. I mean, like, I think I've I've grown so much over the course of two years. It's, And if if we can do it, it's like, Facts. anybody can. can. Yeah, we so. Can yes, but it's interesting how interests change over time. Yeah. Hint, hint. Who knows what will happen in two years, maybe. No, as um, in we're transitioning to the next topic, remember? Hint, hint. hint. Interest change? Advice? Hint. Wait. Wait. That, okay. Remember the notes that we made? I literally have... Oh, shit. I didn't send it to you. But I have like... <laughs> like 10 words here but i have how interests change as one of the topics we were oh yeah about. right okay yeah. so why sure. don't we talk about our non-linear progression because it really was quite oh yeah mm-hmm. i think 
I mean, I was really, in, I was, I was like kind of a math person, like I'm not even a math person, I was, people thought I was a math person. People still ask me why I'm not going to STEM. I hate STEM, by the way, like not going to lie. Like whenever someone like asked me like what, why I am not going to STEM and I'm just like, because I'm not good at it. And yeah, but that's besides the point. But I was like, thought I was very STEM oriented. I thought I was kind of as well. And then I got like more like humanities, like activities such as like debate a month. And then I really went into MUN, but then through that, I found I found much more joy with like doing secretariat stuff and all that, right? So I think from there, like that, and I think from there, like in like grade ten and grade eleven, that was also when I was doing business case competitions, like really like let's try to win this instead of like uh, whatever. Like I was really interested in it, and I did pretty well, right? I did well at Prosper, or yeah, I did well at Prosper, but that was a thing and I think it just shows that like I mean in retrospect I don't think that was really good for my union missions at times because like I was kind of a chaotic ball of like everything and people thought like I was kind of like I think admissions officers thought I was kind of like I was kind of all over the place because like literally like if I think about that like jazz I was like oh I could like I jazz on there and all that other stuff so I was, there's really a good narrative and I wasn't really good at that, like studying that. So I think that's why I didn't do well. But um, anyways, I think that, um, I think from there, I was really much more into jazz and I was also like jazz band. I was involved in that. And I was really much more like into like business case competitions. And therefore like I was much more like business oriented and I wanted to go to business school, which I am going to Rotman. And yeah, I don't know where my interest will change, to be honest. Like, I do not know. Like, I don't really know what I want to do. But what, but all I know for sure is that I want to do something like, I want to do like, um, like, I think that the process can be messy as however it wants. Like, I think that's just true. Like, the process is often very messy. Unless you have, when you have a good goal in mind, when you have a straight goal, like you want like some like mission or whatever, you're going to be, you should try your best to find out what's the, what suits you better. Like, what are you going to do to get that goal easily? Like, are you going to have, like, if the process isn't as, like, not necessarily fun, but, like, you find enjoyable, like, solace and you find, like, in, like, satisfaction within doing all that, like, doing some, a certain activity, then I think perhaps that's the activity that you should want to pursue. But at the same time, if you don't really have, if you don't feel like you're, you're not vibing with anything, speak, just be, um, just try it out for a little bit more, but know when to quit. I think that's my biggest thing when you're trying to find like, when you're guiding through interest. When I, when I was doing everything, when I was trying to find stuff, I kind, I kind of had to quit certain things and yeah, just let go. Yeah, dude, I mean, it really is a fuck hell of a journey because I literally, I literally probably did so many things at this point. I'm not going to say everything, but let's see, like I did 
drawing, you know, like, like piano, ukulele. I did took ukulele lessons for a year, guitar, trumpet, French horn. Okay. Um, <laughs> acting. I did acting for a long time. I dancing. I did salsa dancing, ballet dancing, and pop dancing. Yes, I did salsa dancing. Don't ask. <laughs> and in the um, high school? No, this was in elementary school. Oh, no, oh, no, yeah. no. This is the same for me. Like, you oh did my salsa God. dancing too? No, not salsa. Oh. <laughs> I, I could do salsa dancing without Let's tango. No. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I played a lot of sports. Mm. Yeah, no. <laughs> Basketball, badminton, tennis. Um, no, but I, I'm talking like all of these things I took legit lessons yeah. for, dude. Like, yeah, no, same. Yeah. I did swimming, skating, ice hockey. Um, and then like soccer and I think basketball, volleyball. Okay. That was, and then for musical instruments like the piano, French horn, like the drums, the saxophones. Okay. The saxophone was the only successful one. The rest were, I was really bad at. Mm, yeah. But yeah, like people, like you have to explore a little bit because how you know you're not going to like something if you don't. Right. And it's more fun, yeah. you know? yeah because you can tell yourself that you can tell others that you're like you played the drums before or like you're like or like what like you're, you played ice hockey and people think you're cool but in reality like they're gonna find out either way but still it's it's a good <laughs> you know it's a good way to make friends it's a good conversation starter no it's it's like uh, my mom used to tell me that you need to uh like the the the, the idea that you need to be a master of something and not jack of all trades. I think is you need to be a jack of all trades and a master of a few things. Unfortunately, uh, it's mm. not an either or, um, because it's just you, you just become a much more interesting person because you become more developed, right? It's yeah. you're able to define yourself more, you know, in relation to other things. It's like uh, because you've experienced so much it, this the dimension of your existence is more defined it's like how electrons no no how people found the shape of different uh what is it atomic particles by shooting electrons at it you know you don't know oh. who is what what is your locality what is the shape of your character until you throw a bunch of shit at it and then you can <laughs> begin to map uh, yeah. what is you you know and like my mom, for instance, she has, she's interested in flowers. Okay. She can have conversation. She walks through nature. That's actually like, oh, this is a hydrina or whatever. That I don't even know that that's the same. Painting. She, she's passionate about everything. Well, not passionate, but she's, she's decently versed in a lot of things. Right. And that just makes her a very interesting person. So I think with everybody, it's, you need to be familiar with as much as you can life yeah just learn a lot and that's how you learn about yourself yep. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no but i i've definitely done so much shit and then and, and then over time i just realized um i just learned what sticks and that was debate well that was debate oh yeah public speaking was one that I was really passionate about too, but yeah. I think that went hand in hand with debate. Um, Jeez. God, I mean, it's only 17 years of life so far, dude. And 
Doesn't it feel so long? <laughs> Very long, dude. Oh my god. Yeah, it's, and there's so much more. And technically, honestly, I felt like I was only alive for the past four years because for the first probably 13 years of my life, I I was just a, I was like a walking vegetable in some ways. There was nothing yeah. going on up here. <laughs> I don't think really you are a person until you start growing. Yeah, so I think I was only conscious. I'm four years old. Oh, I think I, I said this in my first podcast, but yeah. So this is this this is a message to everybody out there. Yeah. To just do things. Yes. Try it out. Yeah. Go go do ballet if you want to, you know? Or like I don't know, be a rapper. But just yeah. don't like just just do whatever you want, but just don't do just don't do things that will harm yourself for all that. You know what I mean? Like like don't smoke when you're when you're younger. When you're younger, when you're older, it's okay. Yeah, from there it's your choice, but then your lungs might tell you otherwise later on. Yeah, yeah. It, it's stay away from drugs, stay in school, okay? Um, have hobbies. Yeah. I mean, life isn't that hard. You just have to live it. You just have to live. Yeah. You know, like, just don't want run away from it, I think. Mm-hmm. And it, it's pretty hard to live, actually. So it's not like it's it's a trivial matter um but there's so much i'm excited for the future talking about the future let's talk about the future of finance which is cryptocurrency oh god okay sure (laughs) it's the thing i'm losing the most money in (laughs) Yeah. yeah okay okay what are your thoughts um i think that it might like from what I've realized is that like people view like crypto in a couple of ways, like especially Bitcoin, they just view it as digital gold or they view it as some like medium like currency where they're like, where it's similar to how like the Chinese government like digitalized the yuan or yuan or something. Yuan. I'm pronouncing it so poorly, but it's okay. I should learn how to pronounce it. But anyways, yeah. I think in that regard, like when it's a digital, like digital, if it's digital gold, I think like there's no harm in spending a little bit of money on it and just like having a little bit of fun, right? Like, and that, that's how I view it. Like as like, as a, when I'm like, I'm just starting off as a, like a trader, right? Or I'm just like speculating at this point, but I'm trying to become a trader or like an investor of sorts. Finance. So wow. in that regard, I think that it's, I think it's fun, but then, like, at the same time, it's not something you want to put all your money into it. Mm. I think it's... But, I don't know. I Like, there's certain... But I think that there's going to be an... um, My, like, judging from um, just, like, reading the charts and all that of Bitcoin, there might be a crap... Bitcoin's just going to fall even more, I feel. Oh, by the way, hold on hold on i have to say this do not so whatever we say like if whatever like like suggestions that i say don't take it personally and don't sue me because it's just a suggestion but yeah i like i feel as if bitcoin is it's entering the death zone and it's going to fall and right now i'm waiting for the couple of days 
for it to hit that zone because once it does, it most likely will continue falling. And then that's when I'm going to get in in Bitcoin. Then you're pegging on the uh, the fact that it's going to rise again if you want to get in. Yes. Yeah, so, so do you think it's going to rise or do you think it's going to fall? Or are you just going to... I think it's going to, like, I'm... It, I think it hasn't, right now it's in, the market's in a correction, right? Mm -hmm. But I think that the correction isn't over. Yeah. Okay. I see. I think. No, it, it definitely yeah. is the case because uh, uh, it's just with the, all the economic uncertainty, people are just hesitant with investments. Right. And in, all, entirely. Yeah, yeah. I think crypto is just a new thing. And when you have like governments, like, I think what was really interesting was that like, you know the whole ransomware situation where like the government retrieved like 72 bitcoin from like the pipeline hackers there was a uh, situation they in what? the american government so like a week ago or something like that the american government um you took like hacked into the bit like the key like the quote-unquote you know like the bitcoin key like to access like their yeah the, the, the private key yeah. private key uh -huh. they hacked into that and then they took it right they took like the bitcoin that they paid in ransom to release access to like the pipeline to certain uh, to certain two key pipelines like there was like a big hack it was like almost equivalent to 9-11 right it was like that big Damn, but then really? When I saw that when I was on retreat, I was like, oh my God, it's going, Bitcoin's going to fall even more. And it did. It fell like six percent, like four to six percentage points or something like that. It was like a big, it was a pretty big drop. Okay. Well, that's not comparable to 9 11. No, no, no. Like, no, like, I'm not saying that's not, okay, I'm like, no, that's not, not. I'm saying like the hack, the key, like the pipeline hack, there were like articles in the Wall Street Journal that almost, that tried to compare it, like, that compared it, like, the event and how significant it was to 9-11 just because it revealed like severe flaws in american infrastructure and crypto is i feel like crypto is kind of used as a bargaining chip at times wait okay i don't mean i don't under so they hacked into what do you mean by the pipeline so like there was the pipeline a, of so everything in america is like american like energy systems are run by grids right it's like and the energy grid, okay right? they basically hacked into the uh, like a group hacked into the energy grid and they held it under ransom and they're just like pay us 72 bitcoin and or and then we'll release it right that's basically what apparently like i believe happened i think if my memory doesn't fail me but the government paid it or like someone did or i don't but the government ended up but what's important is that the government ended up retrieving the bitcoin but the problem was is that people thought that the government now had had access to bitcoin and could and could basically control oh, it. Okay, I see. And that basically changes one of like the fundamental principles of cryptocurrency, where it is like a commodity that is uncontrolled by the government. Where if you look at current commodities, especially within China, when commodity prices are raging, like raging high, they calm it down by introducing more gold, introducing more nickel, introducing more copper into the market. But crypto isn't really like that, where government the governments don't really have a strong control. Right, it's decentralized. It's so decentralized. Wait, how did they how did they get a hold of the cryptocurrency? Oh, like, they, how did it get back? Oh, they hacked into the like the person's key, like the private key, and they just retrieved it. So it wasn't necessarily the government had access to like the whole blockchain network and could manipulate it. Hmm. But it's just that like the government, the, like the U.S. Oh, government is just I gonna. Hack. They just hacked into the computer. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then, well, I, I don't think that's unique for for cryptocurrency. It's like right, yeah. Even, but the people even fiat currency is like yeah. digitized. So but people panic. I'm just saying that people were panicked. Like people, like the market dropped. It's equivalent to like the Coca Cola drop right now. And the mark when the market did dip a little bit, or like when Bitcoin's price fell, it kind of it that kind of created like a little scare per se on like people who are involved in crypto. Hmm. No, I, I think the good thing about cryptocurrency is that even if you're able to hack into one IP, it's 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 not going to be like you can hack into every single like node oh. on the blockchain. Oh yeah. But um in the in the in the network, but but it, the the same cannot be said for the traditional finance system where if you're able to hack into like a computer at Wells Fargo, you probably have the capability to do the same to the entire system right right yeah so i think that's the um distinction there so i I, i'm not sure about bitcoin um i don't really have faith in bitcoin as a currency of exchange simply because it is deflationary in nature and people use it as a store of value more so than like as money right they use it as an investment yeah. It's gold, but then you can't buy chains with it. So, like, you can't make chains with it. Yeah, like, you know that guy, uh, Laszlo, who in the beginning bought, like, a pizza with 20,000 Bitcoin? Oh, yeah. And <laughs> so it's like, it, it promotes saving, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of spending, which is the interesting thing. And I don't know what a world w- w- would look like if um, our currencies promoted saving instead of spending. So I don't think Bitcoin is going to revolutionize the financial system in that way. But I do see the argument where people are saying that Bitcoin may become the next global reserve currency, which I think is interesting. Um, Because it's right now, everything's uh, the the USD is the uh, global reserve currency. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the issue with that is that it's very volatile because of how like governments are quantitative easing like there's no tomorrow. Right. Inflation yeah. is going crazy. Asset prices are going up yeah. insanely and rich people are getting richer. Poor people are having their savings absolutely dec- decimated. And right. the, well, the, at the same time. Yeah, the good thing with Bitcoin is because it is deflationary, which this is because it is capped off at 21 million coins in circulation, right? So the value, if demand at least maintains itself, then the value is going to increase, which is good. And what people say is interesting is that now because we have an uh, we have an inflationary system. Uh, market cap is being lost to uh, like other assets, like real estate or 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 gold or like sure. stocks or art, right? So if you have Bitcoin where it's deflationary and it promotes saving, it's going to recapture the market cap that's being like uh, lost. Down. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just going to increase in value. Now, I don't know what that world would look like, but I think it will probably be a more equitable one that won't promote the same kind of rapid inequality. Sure. Yeah, I, I'm hopeful for that world. Oh, honestly, like a hopeful world for a world that is like equitable and all that. 
but then at the same time like i'm kind of doubtful that like governments would even allow that like especially western ones because they don't want no no wait actually no put out your argument okay let's no what is your argument (laughs) it's getting pretty long but then like my thought is that like governments do not like because the Amer- America's unique in the sense that like their like fin- their currency is like this like is the most traded it's the global reserve currency but not only that it's like the New York Stock Exchange is one of the biggest stock exchanges in the world most money pours through it but bitcoin is going to like i remember reading this interesting thing from Jamie Dimon where bitcoin is going to get regulated and it's going to fall in value and it's go- and all that and it's not and it's like going to get like regulated to help when either it's used by terrorists or when like people lose a lot of money from like certain like lose a lot of money by investing in it. It was one of those, and there's a third scenario which I can't remember, but those are the two most prominent for me. And right, like, and when you have like governments like North Korea like using like having like something in Bitcoin and like trying to use it to evade sanctions or like supposedly, and then you also have and just and you see like a rise in, in like spec and you see an unprecedented level of speculation especially like what i don't see bit like i don't see bitcoin being the global reserve currency but i'd rather see a, i'd rather see an argument where there is a gov- like there is a governmental like a government digital like a international digital currency i think that is might be a much more probable world because a, because a world run by Bitcoin implies that the gov- that the U.S. government need the U.S. government needs to lose severe economic power, but then I don't think that's happening anytime soon. I think like it's like the most the chance it's going to be is like the government actually, like the government like the U.S. government loses power to China, but then right now if you look at Biden's economic policies and all that and all that, and even with Donald Trump, I think the U.S. is turning the one issue that the U.S. is bi- um, bipartisan about, I feel, is their stance on China's economic power. And I think them trying to combat it, especially shown through this year's G7 summit, which was kind of, which is kind of interesting thing to follow. And Boris Johnson was pretty cool. But yeah. yeah. Hmm. I mean, you're right, as in uh, America is not going to lose any grounding in the world stage anytime soon. But I think it, it's interesting to consider how um currencies are becoming digitized in the same oh, way yeah. that commerce has become digitized so yeah China, at the point China. where you know jp morgan has jpm coin uh facebook is creating libra so we're gonna reach a point where money is just going to become a digitalized uh, reality and at that mm-hmm. point i think uh where competition is going to lie is um going to be on the monetary level right when everything is on the same playing field everything is just algorithms at that point and codes it's gonna just the competition is going to be which currency which system has the best monetary policy and i think bitcoin beats out traditional fiat currencies because it is inflationary in nature and because of its decentralization um Because, like, look at Libya, right, or, or, Zimbabwe, or Zimbabwe, where there's immense, like, capital control, where people literally, like, they can't take out money at, on certain days of the week. They can only take out a certain amount of money. They can't uh, invest in, like, like, some stocks are restricted. Investments are restricted. Uh, they can't, uh, you know, opt out of their, like, currency. You know, they can't buy USD, yeah. for instance. And they're undergoing hyperinflation, like increased by what is it, uh, 40 times 
per month, was it? Um, It was crazy. So it's to a point where they uh, measure money by weight. Uh, Yeah, I agree with that. So, and it's caused immense social disrest. And I'm not saying that like America is going to become like that in any time in the future, but inflation has gone so crazy, especially because they're pumping out trillions of dollars to fund stimulus efforts, right? Which yeah. is important for uh, short-term pain relief, but in the long term, ooh, uh, it's like um, yeah. If I see, do you see a lot like really pre- like pandemic like you see a lot of like um industries that are like for example like getting momentum due to the pandemic like because of the pandemic or like are starting to get more momentum. They're slowly increasing the prices. But at this, like there's like the CPI is like increasing like a couple percentage points more than expected. But at the same time, it might just be a transitory thing because like people are losing people lost a lot of money, right? They need to make money somehow. So they keep they raise their prices to make more profits. But it's I'm not so sure. But then the prices will fall down. But I don't think the prices will fall down. The prices will only fall down when there are less people willing to pay. Like that's a simple economic, like, but if there's more people, if there's the same amount of, or similar willing to pay, there's nothing stopping the economy from shrinking. But I think monic, but hope, but the Fed's made up of really smart cookies, I think. No, but I'm not worried about the economy absolutely collapsing. What I'm worried about is that we're going to reach a state of inequality where social unrest is just going to become completely unstable unstable right like no it, like social unrest is just going to be a huge problem right like same time right. we're going to see a similar level of uh protest and uh, like revolutionary actions and vigilantism that we see in libya where people are literally like burning down banks right sure i think something may be similar i mean uh, we were we, over last summer. We were shown how people are, how willing people are to stand up and take even some drastic measures for their rights. Right. So, huh. I think uh, the economic and financial hardships will definitely wake people up. I mean, that's something that's close to home for everybody. And when you have masses of people rioting in the streets, I'm sure some change will occur. And I think there is some desire for an alternative system that isn't so reliant on a corrupt bureaucratic not well not inherently corrupt but it incompetent like unfortunately like governmental systems that we had for so long i mean and obviously banks the government and their regulations nobody trusts them they're not good at it they're, they've been incompetent forever now okay so I think there is that appetite for something that is more democratic in nature, that is equitable, that is accessible. Right. You know, and that's why I'm so passionate about uh, Terra, right? Because it it has better monetary policy and it's green. Okay, it's it's a green currency than uh, Bitcoin. Okay, I'm gonna go on sh- a spiel about Terra now. Okay, so what is Terra. Okay. Now I think um, Terra does something that Bitcoin probably will never be able to do, which is become an actual means of exchange, right? Become a real digital economy that people can uh, use, right? And actually be willing to spend money in because it's already becoming a reality uh, in, in Korea 
and uh, and across Asia. So it's, it's like what uh, two million users in in uh, in uh, in Korea. So it has superior like. Uh, Oh my god! What, oh. So basically, what it is, it's this really like it, it, it's like a family of cryptocurrencies that are pegged to each of the world's like global currencies, right? There's there's the UST, like yes, yeah, USDT, you know, like United States dollar, Terra, and then like there's another one pegged to the uh, Korean won, etc. So basically, it's just digital currency, right? Digital economy. And the difference is, is that um, one, it's completely accessible, right? Like yeah. you can, there's no settlement wait periods. A transaction times takes six minutes. No, so, sorry, six seconds, six seconds instead of like three to 14 days, right? So if you're a taxi driver, you need, uh, you, you live paycheck to paycheck. You live day to day. You need your paycheck to pay for your next day of operations for gas. Sure. You need to feed your family. You can't wait for uh, all this long settlement period because there's this like bloated bureaucratic system. And yeah. same thing if you're a restaurant owner, you need to pay your uh, servers. You need to pay your staff. You need to you need to buy you know like inventory. Yeah. So. Um, it, so that's one benefit. And another benefit is just that there's so many cool things that you can do when currency becomes digitized and you're able to program it, right? Yeah. Because it's code. You could you could do a lot of things with a programmable currency. One thing is you could build different protocols on top of it, uh, which like one such thing is like Anchor, which is a 20% savings account. 20%. Yeah. And wow. You, you think it's insane but and it's scam, but it's not. You know, okay. it's, it's like, it comes from staking rewards, you know, liquidation fees, collateral, and like, like the monetary policy is structured in a way where like incentives and borrowing incentives, automatic exchange to promote borrowing. And also like, um, the, the loan service is structured in a way where you have to be over collateralized. So then there's a yeah. lot of stability in the system. Right. Yeah. Uh, so why are you standing up dude oh i am it's just that's the thing i'm just like hyper you're hyper wow cryptocurrency is getting you excited maybe no yeah yeah, yeah. so it's just no Terra just has like superior the best monetary policy the best structured ecosystem i'm just excited for uh what the future of finance will hold yes. because um, you know, m money is at the center of a lot of like what we do, obviously, right? It's, sure. it's the, it's the unit of measurement for our material well-being. So, um, anything that will revolutionize the old, like failing system is something that's really exciting. Yeah. And I think that Terra has potential to be the pioneer in this respect to bring mass adoption to, to cryptocurrency in the form of money. Yeah. And there's so much like technicality around it too, which makes it really hard to communicate to people, right? Cause like, what the hell is an algorithmic stable coin? What the hell is staking rewards? Dude, like, like I literally doing my due diligence for all this shit, like 
it's like a whole nother debate around like like 20 pages of notes it's like it, it's a really complex deep issue to really understand each cryptocurrency and yeah. it's still taking me you know while to figure out how what's the best way to communicate these things to people in a very efficient way but i hope that um you know there's just more excitement around this as time goes by and then we get more smart marketing people involved because uh, right now cryptocurrencies is a world of engineers that yeah don't speak a language that people understand yeah okay so, yeah cryptocurrency and i don't know what are right. your thoughts i don't really have much i'm not really like that much i'm just like i'm just in crypto to learn like to try and like to just test my just have some fun <laughs> Why is this the common theme across all our topics? I intellectualize it and you're like, okay, okay, dude, that's deep. Yeah. I didn't think about I'm, it that way. Yeah, because, yeah, no, I'm not really that involved in like a coin, like, like Terra, like I'm not too invested in like Terra and all that, or nor do I have like, or like the built, like, nor have I had the chat or, or, or didn't like really put like research like that much into like those coins and like, as you did, but yeah, probably should but my goodness. Yeah. All right. No, but that's the interesting thing because initially um, it, you see the progression here, right? It's like once you get good at being good at things, like being good at good at things, wait, being good at being good at things is actually a skill, you know? Wow. Learning how to learn is a skill, right? That's where like, that's a role I think debate played in my life. I, through debate, I learned how to learn and I learned how to become good at things. And through that, it's just like, it just became easier over time. So it made it much easier for me to get into the world of cryptocurrency and like finance and software. When it's a whole new, literally a whole new language, right? Um, but I already have the experience built before, so it was easier uh, to get involved, I think. I, I knew what steps to take. Um, in my exploration um and i i just want even if the audience even if people are listening to this and they're like oh my god i don't give a shit about cryptocurrency i think it's just a testament to show people like a personal example from my life to show people i don't know you you can do things if you try <laughs> yeah i think that's a moral of the story even if it's completely out of your character. Like, I never thought that I would be invested in cryptocurrency, even just three months ago. I didn't give a shit about this three months ago. Yeah. But I don't know, when you're young, you grow quickly. So, okay, we just talked a lot about where we came from. So why don't we yeah. talk about where we are going? So what is up with you, Kevin? What is well, up with well, Where are you my hope. My hope is um, I want to, well, I'm going to university, of course. I'm like, I really want to find, going to Rotman, but then I hope to specialize in finance and econ. Well, yeah, I'm not so sure where I'll end up either, but then I hope, but right now my, just like my goal is to just go get into like either investment banking or like big corp or like going to law school. And then I want to see what I really want to do. Because I know that I don't really know much, that I know, I'll know much to do. And I hope in the future, there will be an opportunity for me to just expand and branch out. 
Hmm. Okay. Why don't you get an MBA? Why are you doing law? Um. Because I just feel like I don't know. I, like, rather, like if I were like, I don't know. I'm thinking right now. I am. I'm just trying to see. I'm just trying to make sense per se. I'm trying to. I'm still deciding, but I hope. I'm right now leaning a little bit towards law school. I think it's going to be a little bit more, a um, little bit more beneficial. I'm going to get like different perspectives and like a new area. Yeah, law. Okay, wow. Um, what about you, Kristen? Yeah, what what is up with me? Well, for one, I'm actually taking a step backwards in respect to my name, <laughs> going back to. yeah which is which is funny um and i don't know i i just just uh, i think a year ago i thought i was going to be a psychology professor going down the route of academia but now here i am uh going into business consulting hopefully we'll see um but I don't know. I really like uh, cryptocurrency and startup world's really cool tech technology. Um, I think I'm not I'm not bound to a position. I'm not bound to any organization or anything. I think I'm bound to a calling, and I think that is just to create cool stuff with cool people that can help others. I think. Wow. So, I mean, whatever that is, if it's technology, if it's, you know, if it's like AI, if it's machine learning, self-driving cars, if it's going to be cryptocurrency, whatever is the best means to do that. And whichever is a field in which I am most capable to contribute a meaningful amount in, then I think that is just what I'm going to pursue. All right. So, I don't know. It's like, we'll see where my passion takes me, but I have a general layout. Like I have a path forwards, but I don't want to, um, yeah, I don't know what these specific milestones or landmarks or attractions or whatever I will, I will, uh, go to in my, in my journey. But I think I have an end goal in mind, and we'll see where things take me. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of mm. just want to chill out for the summer, though. <laughs> Not gonna lie, before okay. university. Yeah. Same. Well, mm, well yeah. is there like, yeah? Wow, we've been at it for three hours. It's a long yeah, time. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Okay. You know, we're getting angsty here. So why don't we just like get into final segment here final segment i do this with all my guests which sure. is letter to your future self all right <laughs> you were you ready for this no no no. He's not. okay no, no, i just need to think okay okay hi kevin well i'm not really sure what you're going to be doing in fact i have no idea <laughs> i know that like right now like if you look back you may view this time as not necessarily where you accomplish everything that you thought you were going to accomplish and honestly that's fine i think when you i think my hope for you in the future is i hope you don't give up that's the first thing but the most important thing is that i hope you don't lose i don't i hope that you don't lose your sense of who you are 
but rather when you're at U of T, you aim to improve others and you aim to be a better person. If you aren't, and there may be times where you do slip up, and I think that's perfectly fine. But when you do slip up, I want you to rec. I hope that you recognize that very thoroughly, and basically be basically improve from that experience. Though these slip ups may set you back a couple of like wherever you want to be, or you may not even end up in the place that you wanted to do or the things that you wanted to do. Just know that you have. I hope that you are recklessly motivated to accomplish what you need or if what you want. Because I think that the one person really cheering you on other than your parents is probably your past self because they're all hopeful yourselves because we're all hopeful that the future us will be better than the present and will be someone that we can all look up to instead of someone that we scout, that we just frown upon. Yeah, just know that, keep humble and make sure to be humble and please make a few friends. And don't be and yeah, and go outside a little bit, a bit more, because people because I remember there was a time where I couldn't where I didn't go outside for four months around or a long time. And when I went to school, I felt like a vampire. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I you're going to do great things. Just believe in yourself and be humble and make sure to just, yeah, be yourself. I think I'm rambling a little bit now, so I'm going to just end it here. Best regards, Kev- um, grade 12, Kevin. Yeah, 2021. Yes. What is it, what is it today? It is June, June 17th. 17th, 2021. It's on a Thursday, 10.30 p.m. Um, yeah, and there's a quote that I really like. Uh, Be who you needed when you're younger. Yeah. I think. I think that's a nice place to end off. Would you like to have some closing words maybe to the audience to... Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, okay, okay. Shoot. Thank you so... Um, yeah, I want to thank you for inviting me. This was super fun. <laughs> and um, yeah, I had a lot of fun and I hope you all give this a great listen and listen to Christmas Future Podcast because she's amazing. Oh, yeah, please do so. Yeah. Yes. So, do you listen to my podcast? Do you follow your own advice? Um, I will start following my own advice from now on. Good boy. But you, could, right. you could be a better person than me by listening to Christmas Podcast. <laughs> yeah. My podcasts are the bomb. Watch out, Joe Rogan. I am coming for your throne. Okay. So, all right. It was great um, talking to you. And I hope the audience had some takeaways or at least was entertained by our ramblings. Okay, cool.